What's up, Ragnar Runner? I am Sarah Albanawi, and I am a Ragnar Relay Ambassador. Consider me your top resource for your travel tips, packing, team building, or information about the venue, anything Ragnar. Find me at Sarah Albanawi on Instagram. Save 10% at registration by using my ambassador code SAAMB22. And we're back on with Sarah, talking hey, hey. about Ragnar Trail Zion, which is in Utah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have not run this race, so I have zero input. This is going to be really good. I heard all the stories from Jenny and Amber uh, and Melissa and many of the bros and bras that went out there, and it seemed like a really epic, epic, epic race. And, and what I mean by that is it was challenges. So um, what team were you on this time? Um also, drinkers and foodies with the running addiction, we had three teams, um, so we got like inside information from like staff to like rent a cabin instead of just camping because of, you know, it gets cold at night and it gets hot during the day. So yeah, they call it a cabin, but it, it was a mansion. Wow. Like it was huge. Let, let me, uh, for those of you who have not done a Ragnar, or maybe you have done a Ragnar, but just local ones to the D.C. area. There are some really bougie teams out there that'll get Airbnbs on the road Ragnars, which was news to me. Uh, they'll also apparently get cabins on these more exotic ones like Zion. Yeah. And I saw pictures online of what that place looked like. It was pretty incredible. Yeah. yeah. So it's like it was in, on the Panderosa Ranch. Like mm-hmm. So it was like a ranch. They had like pools. Like the actual village had a pool and hot tubs. And there was a restaurant. It was fancy for like a Ragnar village usually, you know, but uh, it was really nice. Um, uh, how about travel? How did it, um, how that play out? Oh, travel was, was kind of tricky. It was kind of like jumping through hoops. We actually, um, we had the option to either fly into St. George, which is closer to Zion. Uh, Where's St. George? In Utah. Okay. Uh, and that was a smaller airport, which everybody was like, you know, worried about flying into it. So we all flew into Vegas. And then, um, so for me, it was cheaper to go to Vegas on Tuesday, stay in Vegas for a couple of days, and then drive with my team to um, to Zion, which was about three and a half hours um, to get. And then we were not allowed to be on the ranch before like two o'clock on Thursday. Uh, everybody was like saying, go so you can get used to acclimate and acclimated to the altitude. Um, some people actually did just go just regular camping in the mountain before, and then they met us there. It's actually one of our team members um, from Drinkers and Foodies that did that. She kind of camped for two days, and um, so she got acclimated real well. That's good. Um, what airline? Um, I did United. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't a big fan. I usually like to fly American Airlines, but there was not. Like, United was the fastest. It was like a straight shot from uh, IAD to, like, uh, Las Vegas. How'd you pack? How'd it go for packing? So packing for me was just like pretty standard. I had to like take a, like a bigger bag a little bit just because I wanted to fit my poles because I was trekking worried about poles. the elevation. Yeah, trekking poles. So like um, it, I did not use them, but I was, you know, I had them. It's like, you know, safety blanket. Just wanted to use them. I've seen people use them and, you know, they can help you when you get tired going I up. I agree. I use them at Rainier. Yeah. So that was the the hardest thing to pack is like I had to like it doesn't collapse more like enough but it goes like sideways so like I had to pack around it um but the nice thing is that we had a cabin I didn't have to pack anything for like a tent or anything for camp so I just had to like the clothes the running the night gear and like 
Um, and I brought my altitude pills, which is oxygen pills mm -hmm. for people that don't live in altitude that helps with the oxygen. Like, you know, you don't feel like you're dizzy or lightheaded. It really did help me. Do you know what the uh, elevations were? Um, so we started at 66,000 and then the red loop went up to 72,000 in like two miles, I think. Okay. 7,200 feet. So. Yeah, I got you. I knew what you meant. Mm -hmm. So at 6,000 feet, you're still feeling it. Do you know, um, I guess... I think Vegas is Vegas about, flat. It's, yeah, but that's, <laughs> that's it's still at elevation, I think. So you land there, a little bit of elevation, then you drive up. So you drove up in the in one day, though. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, that's tough. I did that at Rainier, but in Colorado, we took um, we took time getting up. Okay. You know, we stayed a night early. Um, okay, did you so, stay in Denver? Uh, like, yeah. First night we stayed in Glenwood Springs. Okay. Yeah, which is just a little bit. It's a couple thousand feet above Denver. So we hung out in Denver for a while, okay. then went up the mountain, and then eventually went to the actual location of the race. Okay. Um, how's the team dynamic on this one? You were the captain again. Yeah, and, um, you know, no surprise there. A lot of challenges, as usual. But, um, you know, the best way, you know, that kind of like for me to go about anything in life is to, you know, accept things as they are and deal with what and you know turn off the fire like you turn out like you know just do that and then just make sure everybody's enjoying the experience you're paying to go there you know you put eight people together that don't know each other like or they don't have like they don't live together and how, did, like, how did you build this team was there mercenaries from other areas or clubs or again i, I was part of like the drinkers and foodies and I, there were people already on the team and then we started like recruiting um people and um, so I had like about three ambassadors on my team, hmm. uh, and then one person that actually did Zion a few times, uh, and then some other ambassadors that, that were not that never did Zion too. So um, I was like the complete newbie. Wow, yeah, there. it was a lot of experience there. Yeah, you'd think with the more experience you'd have uh, less challenges, but sometimes the more experience you have, the less serious you take things that others might take yeah. seriously. So I get that. And then traveling and having everybody kind of meet up and then try to pile into one or two rental cars. It's the, one of the reasons I didn't even go on the vacation mm. with Jenny when she did Zion was I didn't feel like dealing with flying to Salt Lake, yeah. getting a rental car, loading yes. up with a bunch of Ragnarians, the road trip. Mm -hmm. I was like, it's a lot of moving pieces that is supposed to be mm. kind of a relaxing vacation. That's that's for me. That's not the definition of relaxing. Yeah. Um, so I stayed at home and took care of the dogs and got some work done. But the uh, you can really, as a captain, ideally you have, and you do, but it's ideal before you become a captain to have some logistics and operational experience of how to run a Ragnar. So it might make sense to have done one or two prior to being a captain because everything that most runners take for granted inside of a Ragnar cap camp had to be brought there by a captain. So I definitely get that. Yeah, so, like, one of the things that I thought about, like, for Zion, like, captaining, you know, it was basically my second time out of state. So, like, captaining for Richmond was different because, like, I've already done it last year, and I've helped Donna with logistics, and then and then with putting things together, even packing, making a list of packs, and everything was what we're bringing in, what we're taking out. Like, there was no mistake. So that was easy like easier than actually being out of state. And I wanted to just print pictures. I had to go 
down the strip like four times to find a FedEx to print the pictures and then to get a board just to have like the runner assignment on. Oh my God. Oh my God. Like you think it's a very simple task, but it's not. If you're out of your state, you're out of your like, you know, element. You don't know where you're going. You don't know what, you, what to expect. Um, and then one of my runners who was actually renting a car to go up with one other runner uh, to from Vegas to Zion got sick with COVID. So she stayed back. So we were down a runner and this person did not have a a ride, so I gave her my spot on the car of like five people, and I jumped on an RWB team car to go up to Zion. Um, <clears throat> and you, were, that... you were so nice. <laughs> well, <clears throat> as a captain, you have to like, you know, take the hit. And um, so, and then that car was supposed to get the food, so me and the other person who was a also riding with RWB, um, we went to get the food and we went to the cabin. We all, all of us were like about there about four o'clock or five o'clock. The other car did not show up until 10 p.m. I'm like, what are you guys doing? Where were you? And they were like, oh, we went around and we went to those rocks and we went to Vegas and we went to like the pool. And I'm like, okay, uh, did you guys have fun? I'm glad you have fun. Like, and I'm just trying to hold myself back from saying any colorful words because, like, you know what? All we're supposed to do is have fun. That's true. It always comes back to expectations, right? That's uh, why I'm a hard ass captain. Like, I'm just like, we're doing it this way. This is how it's going. If we, it we... happened. We talked. We had a meeting and I set the expectation we were going to be there. It's just like they were like kind of like, flash like what is it gaslighting me like oh Aww. yeah we're on the way we're on, like are you gonna stop at the store oh can you give me bananas i'm like i thought you guys were stopping at the store what's going on like <laughs> my god sarah you're going immortal you need to start being a mercenary oh, no more captain in for me this year i'm going immortal like i'm going all a mercenary. Business. all yeah. business right now <laughs> to business. all right cool so um let's talk about the course how was it how was the weather um so at night it was cold during cold, the... like what cold like I want to say 40s. It was it was cold. Like you were shivering cold. Like it was not fun. And um, I was hanging out with some of the people like in camping. It was free. Like it was cold. I don't know. Like for me, like to be wearing like my you know regular running clothes with a jacket, that was not enough. Like you know, do you know that that wearable sleeping bag? Yeah. You needed that. <laughs> We were talking about getting that for Jenny, actually, before oh. she went out there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's 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 mandatory for going there. And then in, during the day, it was so hot. Like, um, so my first, I was runner three. My first uh, loop was red. And that was a mistake. Because I was not acclimated to the elevation or the altitude. And I have not had run, like, mount, this mountain yet. And I started with the toughest one. And so the beginning part, the first two miles, it's all up, up, up. There's, there's like, you can even use your hands going up the hills. It was just very, like, if I had the pole, if I used the poles, it would have helped, but it didn't. <laughs> and I was like, okay, let's charge it. And I was, yeah, that was my mistake. I was charging up the hills, losing the oxygen. By the time I got to the top, I couldn't breathe. And I had to, like, really, really pace myself. So I walked a little bit even though it was flat on the top. And I was like, okay, I'm going to stop, take pictures, show the scenery. You can, I'm going to have pictures of me, like, you know, barely being able to breathe. You can see my face is like super red. And, but then like going down, like it was nice to go like down, down the hills. It was just kind of easier and you're getting more 
oxygen as you're going down, so that was easy. But by the time I got to the transition tent, which I thought it was going to take me, it's about eight miles, and I thought it was going to take me about an hour and a half. It took me two hours. I couldn't. I was dying. Like I was just really. I didn't. I don't think I ate enough. I don't think I drank enough. Run a three. Huh? Run a three. Yeah. And then it was just like. What was your start time? Like eight a.m. Nine a.m. Nine a.m. Nine a.m. So God, that was it. That was about eleven thirty. Eleven thirty. I was. Yeah. I was like. It was just. I was being like baked, basically. You are. You earned that one big time. Yeah. And then you get there, and I get to the transition point, and then behind me was, like, Rob, and she was, like, she's, she lives in Washington State. She's used to mountains and elevations. And she's so a machine, she, right? She, she was a beast, man. Um, so, like, she takes over. She goes, and then, like, I go out of the tent, and I'm like, I need to sit down. I need to sit down. And then I see one of, like, the RWB ambassador, actually, she was there, and she's like, hey, are you okay? And I'm like, I just need to sit down. She's like, you can't sit down. As I was sitting down, she was saying that, and I'm like, I felt like my heart is like about to explode. And then she picked me up, and she's like, you need to keep walking. And then she found like one of the high tables and like found one of my friends. She's like, do you get her? Do you have her? Like, I was dizzy. I was out of sorts. I started crying, and like, you know, I hugged James, and I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't know what's going on. I'm just so tired. <laughs> It was, it was. That's hardcore. Oh my God. I, I but I, I survived. <laughs> it was just like, I had to like take my shoes off, even though it was rocks all the way to the car to go to the cabin. I was, it was, I was like all over the place. And like right after me, Donna came, she's from like team one and she was kind of in the same out of sword place. It was crazy. That is really dramatic compared <laughs> to our stories of. The fantasy land that's in Richmond and in Atlanta just being some groom trail. That's that's devastating to have a very hot was it direct sun or was it cloudy? It was direct sun. Direct sun. Wow. Um like no clouds. Just mm-hmm. brutal. Okay. And how what was the distance on red? It was about they say seven point eight, but it was about eight eight miles. That's probably the longest Ragnar course I've, yeah, yeah i've mm-hmm. never heard of yeah i was wondering what's going on but like you get up there and you see the village all the way down there and i'm like oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. wow okay and then um how did your other teammates fare were they pretty much in the same boat just getting their butts kicked kind of yeah the the person that kind of like did it like with flying colors was robin like i'm like dude we need to move to like washington state and just run there <laughs> yeah i saw her online talking about doing rainier black loop or oh Ultra. yeah i saw that i'm like are you okay. kidding me yeah you could go ahead that's that's so a, that's more badass than i am i'm not even i'm not even willing to consider being that badass oh, man. that's really good so how was your night leg um, so then, so by that time, because of all of what's been happening and the, like the delays, they asked us to double up. So I doubled up with like the number six started, did the second loop with me. So oh, we you, did. You doubled up on the second loop? Mm-hmm. Cause we were like really, really behind in time. Like because everybody everybody's who was getting a, crushed yeah, by the heat. Everybody's crushed by the heat and the elevation, the altitude, people running out of air. Like it was just so not. So what time was your second leg? Um, it was at night. Three? I don't, I don't like remember, but like they were, so again, it was one of the ambassadors and she's like, Hey, like, I think we're going to, we're really behind. So we need to like start doubling up. And actually by the time, like bef- we started doubling up before, like they actually called us to double up. And then, so 
because we knew we were like going way over on time and we didn't want to like stay there all day the next day yeah what Sarah means by doubling up is sometimes when teams, uh, whether it's the weather that affects their pace or the terrain or lack of training or whatever it is, or injuries, um, teams get doubled up. And there's a certain equation that runner three and runner six go out together and they cover yes. their yellow loop together. And then runner five and runner seven go out and they, however the math is, you run with a partner with the, with the bib. And you all get your lay your your distances and your legs done. Yeah. But I think you're no longer in the running for any sort of place. But if you're also doubling up, you probably weren't in the running for doubling or anyways. getting a place anyways. Yeah. So yeah, we was not a non competitive team again. Yeah. Like so we don't like we're not worried about time, but like we were not gonna be like we didn't expect to be that far. Behind. Yeah, because if you had a nine AM start and it's officially dark at nine PM mm -hmm. then which is crazy because midnight your time. So, based on time zones and being from the East Coast, so that means eight runners took 12 hours minimum to get the first cycle done. So that's, yep. that's, that's really lot. scary. And then, and then by 9 p.m., it's got to be down in the 40s, right? Yeah, it was cold. See so the change up how you're running again. So, who did you run with for your second loop? Um, it was Sarah. Um... Dupois, like Richard, she's one of the one of the ambassadors. Um, so we did we did run like the yellow. The yellow was interesting because it was the peak was higher than red. There were no breaks when you go up, and it was sand. It was beach sand. When I hear that, I think you're being dramatic, right? So tell me, how truly was it beach sand? Like it was. I, so the end, like when you're way, way up there, yes. and you and you st start seeing people, like you can, like the mountains become like very, very small, and everything becomes very small in comparison to where you are, and then like all you see is like the trail in front of you, and it's pure sand, and you're going up, like sugar sand. Sugar sand. Oh. Okay. And then by the time I got up, I have I'm, I have fear of heights. I'm like I have I'm phobic. So really, I just try to like <laughs> ignore. And like, it's dark. And it's dark. And like I catch with the peripheral vision, the drop, and I'm like, oh my god, my foot is dancing in the sand, going up that hill, and I could just fall. And I'm like, it was just I freaked out. Of course, everything is exaggerated in my mind because I'm scared. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like. But yeah, um, I'm sure there was like enough like grace plays or something that if you slip, it's not you're not gonna fall off the cliff. But it just felt like that to me. Well, whether it's a one and done or whether you would go back and do it again, maybe differently or whatever, it's it's good to have the adventures of a Ragnar. So it doesn't become like you just keep doing Richmond and only Richmond. You never really know. The spirit of Ragnar, Absolutely. which is different locations, Absolutely. you know, and I encourage anybody when you get a chance to travel mm -hmm. for a Ragnar, it's kind of a pain in the butt. Mm -hmm. I mean, it really is a pain to pack yeah. light, but the experience you have when you come out of it is usually really, really great. So mm -hmm. night leg, you doubled up. I guess you stayed together the whole time or did you split oh, yeah. up on no, pace? We, we kind of stayed together. Um, like I like kind of started running sometimes and then she'd follow or like she'd start running I'd follow like but mostly we stayed together um I did it's actually when you're having conversations sometimes it's just like helpful to have someone with you I don't know what was like, the distance on yellow 4.4 that's not bad that's not bad at all like so that the going and with up, it being cool your heart rate stayed low yeah mm -hmm. that's nice yeah. except for that dumb sand right yeah okay all right cool and then um
So green was the we, last one. We did the green in the morning, which was, was super, like, it started the, It started to get hot, but it wasn't bad. Um, and it was, green was, not, it was 4.4 as well. Mm-hmm. And then you start off with a little bit of hail, but then you drop down, and then you start doing a lot of switchbacks. And those switchbacks, if you're going fast, you got to be very careful because you're really on the edge. You, you got to be very careful about like, switching what? back. Hmm? Edge, edge of, of the what? mountain. Like a cliff. Uh, a cliff, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. And then, yeah, you got to be very, very careful. It's just, it's, it's tight. And you just got to be kind of like careful on the second part of it because that's a lot of Who like... did you partner up on that one with? So it's the same person we partnered. Oh, right. We did because you have to like when you double up, you have to double up for the people that have the same color loop. Like so if she has yellow, I have yellow. We double up together. That's how you do it. My bad. I was I was thinking like when we were doubled up, it was because we were short on runners. So we had different people. We were oh. doubling up with. Oh, no, they told which... us to skip the legs for for like the for like the missing person because like we already initially in the first uh, round we had one person cover up the first loop for the missing runner but then we had to make her skip her red the person that already did three loops because we were short on time and she was okay with it I bet she was (laughs) wow man so um, let's talk about the successes what really worked well I guess I guess staying in a mansion worked well Oh, absolutely. Having staying in a cabin, warm with a cabin, shower, with showers and air conditioning. And actually, on top of that, we had a baker and a chef, and they we we ate on your team on our team. So like we had home cooked meals like in between. Like there was like shepherd's pie. There was like spaghetti and meatballs. <laughs> there was uh, a guy from Louisiana actually did a jambalaya. Um, there was really good food and a lot of of course drinks and so it was it was an, a very very luxurious experience i think something along the lines what you would like to do <laughs> for real that that would have been nice you're yeah. right that would have been a very nice time uh again just so you know people if you haven't done a ragnar staying in a a mansion on course is not typical the typical experience but it sounds like this team paid for it for having to climb red and that being so hard so Jenny's team, they camped. So they camped and they were, yeah. I they, can't imagine being miserable and getting your butt kicked by a course. Oh, my God. They when, did really good. When, when Amber came back, she was kind of giving us just kind of her stories. And she's like, well, people said, how, how is Zion? She's like, I think Zion tried to kill every single person on our team. <laughs> like, people got COVID. People got uh, the flu, like severe flu. Um, some people just had a really bad cough because of the amount of dust. She had a oh, with dust. I forgot about that. Yes. Every time you came off, because the the sand there, it's like that really weird, like puffy, like when you hit it, it's like it kind of puffs in the air. Like the moon. So, uh, yes. And then you just, as soon as you get off and you're like, <coughs> and I'm like, you can't, it doesn't stop. And I'm like, whoa, what happened? But what I did was like, I had like the oxygen bar and I kept like using it. Like, you know, it was candy and it really helped me kind of get over that within like the last couple of days. That's really smart. Yeah. Yeah. Jenny brought home one heck of a cough and I heard most of the teammates had rough coughs as mm-hmm. well. Yep. Um, so the mansion was a success. Um, what else, what else did you? I, like, honestly, like the people who were able to stop and like enjoy the beauty because we were in a piece of heaven. It was beautiful. It was like everywhere you look, it's like the mountain and the texture of the mountains and like the, the trees and the sky. It's like, it's just beautiful. And then this, there was 
a sense of serenity. And I say that because like I meditate and I try to take in like, you know, the the peacefulness of earth. And I just like to enjoy that. And I feel like taking part of that with me helped a lot with the experience, like minus my runs. I really enjoyed the beauty and I took a lot of pictures, of course, and I just tried to just take in as much as possible. I took pictures, but then I put my phone away and I looked and I just soaked it in. Did you do anything outside of the Ragnar event to like sightsee or anything like that? Um, I did not, but you know, we kind of like we were driving, we came from Vegas, we drove right back to Vegas. Um, but during the Ragnar is when I actually just kind of did my walk around, did my sure. kind of like um, nice enjoying the place wherever we were. So what would be a challenge? What was something that surprised you? I, I guess the whole thing, because super technical course, just with elevation, powdery sand everywhere, or dust everywhere, mm. heat, cold. Yeah. And then so for like our first world problem type of thing, um, we were supposed to have golf carts, but by the time we got there, the, all the golf carts were gone. So, and I didn't have a car. So... You know, my team had to walk sometimes or get a ride from like team two, like team one or two. So, Aww. yeah. Oh, so, I walked back to the mansion. Yeah, it like, was like, it was almost a mile. <laughs> oh my God. That's... Oh. I know it's the first word problem, but it was oh, like expecting a card. And I brought all the decoration to put on that card. And I'm like, we don't have a card. <laughs> I know it's super silly, but oh, yeah, man. yeah, it was, it was. Yeah, and also in Ragnar, there's a thing called glamping, and glamping means you don't have to take your own tent, and there's a cot there. You just show up with your sleeping bag. But hey, if you're with Sarah's club, um, maybe you'll just stay in a mansion instead. So wow, cool. So challenges you'd have to say that probably getting there in time to get a golf cart absolutely if you're getting a cabin but also if you're camping to get a good spot too because like um you know rwb they had their own like because they have like a whole chapter there mm -hmm. so they had like a whole area that was kind of like there's no clubs yeah. from them so you know that was a good thing it was right next to the bathrooms actually zion has heated showers and bathrooms like actual bathroom it's That's not just nice like too. yeah so that was that was good and they were clean i used them when i was like visiting my my friends at the camping area so like it was everybody down in like the the refugee camp <laughs> yes down there on on the, the other camping. side on the other side on of, the other, on the other side. side of town yeah. down in the valley right jeez <laughs> <laughs> well that's crazy all right um so those are some of the challenges. Um, how about a piece of advice for somebody that's like, okay, the one big Ragnar I'm going to do that's outside of my normal zone is going to be Zion next year. Train for altitude and elevation. Just Do you train. have any suggestions on how to do that? <clears throat> so I don't like have like a specific program, but like when I got a piece of advice for someone, which I'm trying to work for, you know, my upcoming Colorado, which is I have a spinning bike at home and just wear my mask like while I'm, Training for what, what mask? Like just a regular mask. Oh yeah, the just a regular COVID mask. Yeah, COVID mask. That would help. While I'm, yeah. um, while I'm doing my spinning class, which is not going to be easy, but that will help. Um, and then you know, just kind of get have like strong core. I feel like just climbing in general is going to help a lot. So nice. train, train, train. Hydrate, hydrate, and altitude pills, man. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's, a, that's great advice. Yeah. Um, when I went to Colorado the first time, which was four years ago, um, my friends that lived out there who were runners said, 
you gotta drink so much water, take so many vitamins before you come out here. You gotta really, 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 truly be hydrated and continue hydrating the entire time you're yeah. there mm -hmm. to avoid the altitude headaches mm -hmm. and further altitude sickness that you might think you won't get and you don't know you've got mm -hmm. until you've got it. Yeah. Um, there's actually a product called the Elevation Training Mask, I think is what it's called. Oh, okay. I, I think I heard about and that. And you can adjust how high it is, and it simulates how much air you'd be getting. And um, I use that, and it's kind of been proven to not work. But I think if you're trying to define what work means, how is it working or not, what it does is it takes air away from you while you're on a spin bike, uh -huh. which makes you miserable because you can't hardly breathe mm -hmm. to spin as fast as you want to so you got to get mean and if you get mean and aggressive with your training with this mask on and you still try to pump it out and i would almost pass out on the spin bike like i get super lightheaded mm. because there's not enough air so it may not work to prepare you but it makes you a meaner athlete when you get there so it doesn't hurt you as bad okay yeah. so I'll, like it, I'm still like I'm still trying to look up ways yeah. of how to do that. So. That's that's that was a that's a neat tool that um, I feel may have helped me be ready. But that and the um, balanced vitamins and making sure I was really drinking an enormous amount of water yeah. prior to the event mm -hmm. to be fully hydrated. That was really helpful. Um, so what was your third um, Ragnar for your immortal trip? Because like, you did Atlanta and you did Richmond. And Miami then... first. Also oh, Miami. I did first. Miami, then Rich, or then Atlanta. Miami, Atlanta. I want to say Richmond was next. Okay. Oh, and, and then what I, did you do I, I want to say Michigan's after that. Michigan Trail. Michigan Trail. Okay. Yeah. Right. And then I want to say after that, there's a break until Northwest Passage. Okay. And then after Northwest Passage, I think. Oh no no Colorado was Colorado after, after yeah. Michigan. Mm -hmm. Then it was Northwest Passage. <clears throat> Then I think I went to New England, maybe, and yeah. did, like, the Reach the Beach, Reach possibly. Reach the Beach, yeah. So, yeah. And then Texas was in there somewhere, mm -hmm. and it's really all blur going into October. <laughs> it really was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, cool. So that, oh, we have to rate this on one to five. Oh, definitely a six. A six over oh, five. Oh, my God. All it's right, people, you six. heard it. You heard it right there. It is harder then it should be. <laughs> it ranks higher than a uh, a five. That's scary. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Anything else about Zion? It was beautiful. Would you have traveled differently? Oh uh, no, I think I like I like just you, you know going, it? yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like going easy to Vegas. getting the rental car. Yeah, big airport. Did you overpack? Um, no. Good for you. I, I don't overpack. I use every piece that I bring with me. Smooth. Very good. Yeah. All right. I think that wraps up Zion. All right. Thank you so much for having me. Right on. This podcast is brought to you by City National Bank in Ransom, West Virginia. I am Melissa Knott and manage both of our Jefferson County locations. Our Charlestown location is located on George Street in Charlestown, and the Ransom location is located in the Potomac Marketplace Shopping Center. City National Bank is a full-service community bank that provides an array of financial services. We offer a range of free checking accounts and savings products for both consumer and business customers. City National Bank offers competitive low-rate and low-cost lending products for both business and personal needs. 
Come and talk to me or one of my team members and get products and services that are tailored to fit your schedule and help you to achieve your financial goals. I can be reached at both the Ranson and Charlestown locations. Check out our website at www.bankatcity.com.